This is Cheeseheads in Chicagoland today on episode. We are talking about the Packers' 42 24 yeah. win over the Oakland Raiders. Hey. It's, it, what is it? Is it episode 51? No, we're past 51. We're 50. I think it's 53. Wow. Cheeseheads in Chicago and the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I am Mike Fleischman. That's Matt Mellonsetter. Hey. We are coming to you from my beautiful south side estate on a previously rainy, now currently Sunday, beautiful. sunny Monday afternoon. Not a, a Sunday Monday afternoon. That would be improbable. No, that would be impossible. That's an, I can p- confidently say that's never happened. Have you ever just been going through a Monday when you realized it's a Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, Totally. And then I just call it my sun day. Shit. My mon Shit. Ah, my someday. <laughs> but way back in the past. Sure. I was 15. And I had this uh, I had this little girlfriend. Yeah. And You we, were 15 once? I was 15 wow. once. It was okay. cool. Yeah. I was awkward. Sure. What <laughs> <laughs> we I, all were. Yeah. I had this little girlfriend. And it was one of those situations where, like, all right, I'll tell this whole story. Sure. Um, so I was big into the what the precursor to the internet, which were called local bulletin boards. Okay. So you just dialed up a local number on your modem in your phone, which uh-huh. you attached to the normal phone line. Yeah. And there was like a server that you logged into that had like local message boards, local chat rooms, wow. little games you could play online with other local people. Yeah. And I got to talking to this girl who was in the chat rooms yeah and it was just like her older brother was a complete tech geek and ran this bulletin board whoa and so we started dating yeah and you were just dating her to get to him yes you were just dating her to get to his technological i just wanted to know how the bulletin board system worked (laughs) um which yeah like okay i'm a man ahead of my time for one yeah in that i'm just meeting yeah meeting women on the internet which now I swear people don't know how to meet if it's not on the internet. (laughs) However, I digress. Um, Aspect one is that she was was really cool, and we did not get along particularly well. So it was a very short-lived situation. But she was a cheerleader who went to the school across town. Mm -hmm. So I was literally in the situation where if I had to brag to my friends that I had a girlfriend, it had to be the girl from canada that i met yeah. at summer camp she's a cheerleader she goes to the other school yeah, you wouldn't know her yeah she doesn't exist um unfortunately i met her on the internet and they're like what the fuck is the internet yeah exactly <laughs> and i she like had a car <laughs> i know i was uh, yeah you were uh, smitten again i was very smitten but um i 
I think the one of the things that led to uh, our our no longer hanging out <laughs> is that I we were in the mall one day, and we we're just walking around the mall like kids do. Yeah. And I worked at the mall at a baked potato fast food restaurant. Love that. What was it called? It was called One Potato Two. God damn. And <laughs> we walked into One Potato Two because I thought I could like impress her. Yeah. By offering her a free baked potato. Meeting all my cool stoner yeah. friends who worked at one the baked potato restaurant, and I walked in and they're like, "Oh, you're a little early, but I'm glad you're here." And I had my days wrong. Yeah, and I had to ditch my date. No, in the Wausau Center Mall. <laughs> no, to put on my my shirt. No, and go to work at the baked potato restaurant. Oh, oh. you got your Sundays and your Mondays mixed up. Yeah, I was. I thought I was having a Monday, but really it was a Sunday. <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's my, that's my story that comes out of, out of misspeaking. I've, I've always wanted to tell that publicly. <laughs> it's a great story. I'm glad you told it. Publicly. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a good one. And yeah, I, I guess the moral of the story is, uh, you know, write your schedule down folks. Yeah. Yeah. Learn when you're supposed to be places. The Green Bay Packers just absolutely on a roll. They were in the right place at the right season. time. Yesterday. Yeah. Week seven. Second game in a row at home. The schedule gets harder from here, but they had a Raiders team. I mentioned it last week that this Raiders team is not a cupcake. They're not a patsy. They're not a rollover. You have to prepare for them and take them as they are because they have certain strengths. My bullet points, I think, were offensive line, running back, and run defense. Yeah, run defense. And all those things are very true. Yeah. But all the same, the Green Bay Packers absolutely rolled over them, especially late second quarter, then into the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. This game actually played pretty even for a little while, and then I think we saw some of the things that separate bad teams from good teams, or even mediocre teams from, from very good teams, Yeah, in that the Oakland Raiders made mistakes, and the Green Bay Packers capitalized. Yeah. That Derek Carr fumble. Um, oh. that, I mean, I don't know if I love that rule, but it's the rule. So, uh, you know, you take it. And the Packers being able to take that, score a touchdown to end the half, and then because of John Gruden's decision to receive the ball at the beginning of the game, Packers get the ball after half, double up. It's like a 14-point swing. You know, it, yep. it, what what should have been a, a an Oakland lead um, led to a Packers two-score lead. And it, it blew the game open, and it was essentially over there. If we're going to talk about that rule, which why the heck not? Sure. I actually want to see that rule expanded. Okay. I want fumbles out of bounds to be a turnover. Mm. I don't. I don't hate that because if you fumble out of bounds in the end zone, it's, it is a, an assumed recovery by the defense. Yeah. Is what the actual like material effect of the rule gives you. Yeah. If you fumble out of bounds, in, but if you fumble out of bounds in the field of play, it is, it is an assumed recovery by the offense. Yeah. Why are those two things inconsistent? True. And if you go the opposite direction and a fumble out of bounds in the end zone is an assumed recovery by the offense, it's a, a touchdown. touchdown. So you, you just if always you can't do match it. it up in that direction, you have to match it up in the other direction. Yeah. And a fumble out of bounds in, in anywhere is an assumed recovery by pardon me, by the defense. To me, that seems to be, it's one of those things where you'll, you'll be lining up the spirit with the letter. 
mm-hmm. in that case, and that fumbles are bad and they're a mistake and they should never reward your team. Yeah. But yeah, and and <clears throat> like if you fumble it forwards out of bounds in the field of play, I think you get those yards too. Like I think it is like where the ball goes out, correct? It may go back to the fumble spot. Okay. All the same, though, I, I, yeah. do, I do not like the fact that you retain possession when you fumble out of bounds because that just, it seems to be against the spirit of football, which is don't fumble. Yeah, which is absolutely don't fumble. Yeah, it's, the spirit of football should never be fumble. Uh, ask David Montgomery if you'd like, uh, oh, like a few more details on the spirit of fumbling. Uh, this, this game was kind of a, a trading blows game early yeah. on. Uh, I'm not in love with like just going down with everything. This week we're chatting. It's good. So Raiders get a field goal um, from Daniel Carlson, who hit it from 45. He's very good. Packers immediately get a touchdown. But on that Raiders field goal, uh, you saw something that really is going to define the Raiders, I think, for the next four or five years, and that's Jacobs, their running back. Yeah, he's... I, yeah, I sent you just a couple of texts from this game, and yeah. the one I did remember was uh, that Jacobs is one hundred percent for real. Oh yeah, he's he's incredible, and it's it's you know it's it's crazy looking back at his usage in college, and it's why I think he's going to be able to be good for five or six or seven years in the NFL. Is he never averaged like more than eight touches a game in college, but was still a first round pick in the NFL, and so he's been able to come in relatively fresh compared to most workhorse running backs in college. You know, Ezekiel Elliott carried that Ohio State offense. We're already seeing him wear down. You know, there, there's there's guys who carry their college offenses who come in and dominate their first few years in the NFL and slow down after year three or four. Jacobs didn't have to carry the offense. He shared the load with three other guys who got more carries than him. Um, and so Jacobs being able to come into the NFL with pretty fresh legs, no major injury history, He's going to be able to be really, really good for a long time. He's got all the tools that you want in the running backs who are average to good in the NFL. He's got good vision. He's got quick feet. But on top of that, he has an incredible burst from mm-hmm. from stop to start. He's he's pretty tough. He runs extremely low. He can bowl over you. Yeah. He's tough. He's strong. But then he zips and cuts so quickly. Mm-hmm. He's got those picture-perfect cuts. And I was talking about this in relation to a basketball player the other day in that he's springy in that it's not just he has one cut, he has three more yeah. that he can make right behind it. And he makes them in succession, and he makes them very quickly. And that's that's kind of a – that's not something that you can just practice into a player. That ability to just cut, 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 cut. With the basketball, I was talking about a, a, a guy who just has a third jump. Yeah. You know, if, if he doesn't get the first rebound, there's another carom. His second jump is as high as his first jump. His third jump is as high as his yeah. second jump. That's that's the kind of stuff where like that's not something that you just practice or condition. No, it's, it's not something you can teach someone. It's just natural. Yeah. It's just what you have. And and it's we're we're not even mentioning how good Josh Jacobs is in the receiving game too. I mean he's 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 remarkable catching the ball out of the backfield and making something happen. He's he's the real deal. Twenty one carries, hundred and twenty four yards. He's he's for real. We laughed at the Raiders when John Gruden took over because John Gruden is some a guy that you should should laugh at. Yeah, no, he's a laughing guy. But he has he has a lot of very Gruden things happening with that team. He's got three quality tight ends. He has got an all pro running back. He's yeah. got a run blocking offensive line. 
And a solid run defense. And a solid run defense. Those are the things he likes to have. So he at least has a, a situation where now, now if it doesn't work, you can't blame the personnel because he seems to have the guys that he wants to have on the team at the moment. And what was I going to mention? Um, I mean, I don't think, I don't think, I, I, I think you can still kind of blame the personnel a little bit in that, um, like, their personnel isn't great. But it's trending in the right direction. I yeah. think we need well, another I, I think year my, or two. I think two. my point is that, like John, I don't think John Gruden's personnel are make an effective team anymore. Sure, that that's yeah. my point. But at the same time, like Derek Carr didn't get hit. No, he in this game. He was fine. He, he just literally wasn't very didn't good. get touched. Yeah, that was. Yeah, they're they're doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. But yeah, I don't think the Gruden system wins in the 2019 NFL. On the next drive, the Packers get a touchdown. Big a couple of big plays on. This drive, Aaron Jones is, I think, his longest run of the game for 15 yards. And then uh, a 29 uh, yard pass to Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham appeared in this game. Yeah, he looked good. He had four catches, 65 yards, a touchdown. You know, that, that 29 yard reception was his longest of the day. Um, you know, he caught every ball he was targeted on. He had, a, he had a great play in the end zone. You know, this is, I think, what the, the Packers offense can look like when everybody's mm-hmm. clicking, even without Devontae Adams. You know, and I, I, I just. Imagine plugging Devontae into this game. Yeah, I've got more on more on that for you later. I want to get back to Jimmy Graham in that later on in this game, he made another catch and then made the world's slowest move yeah. to the inside. Juke the guy. And then made the world's <laughs> slowest ramble down the field. Yeah. And the color guy was Romo. Yeah. Was saying that, oh, I'm going to do my, my Romo because he's like, well, Romo's really hoarse for some reason. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Graham's really turned back the clock. And like, <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's turned he just, back the clock. Juked out a defensive end. He just like, made the world's slowest turn. Uh, but, <laughs> and, you know, it worked. Yeah. Uh, so it was good to see Jimmy Graham have space to move, which was really nice. But then Aaron Jones, 21 yards from Aaron Rodgers' first of five touchdown passes. It's the same pass yeah. that hit Aaron Jones in the hands last week. I knew they were going to try it. Yeah. I believe I said it on record. Yeah. They're, they're going to throw that again they next week. And they did, and he caught it. And I just, I love that, and I love that more than I should, but still, like, any Packers fan should love the way they're going about it. Yeah. Because Absolutely. What was I saying last year? The idea that no one else is walking through that door. These are the people you have. Yeah. You use have them. got to use them. Use them. You know, it's, I, compare that to Montgomery fumbles for the Bears who gets... <laughs> So he gets ends the game with two carries. Yeah, fuck that. Throw it out the window. Yeah, use these guys because no one else is walking through the door. You don't have anybody else. You traded up to get him. Use him. Yeah, Aaron Jones drops a deep pass in the end zone that hit him in the hands. That was a sure touchdown. Try it again. Yeah, I mean, and after the game, Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, says, you know, Aaron, that's a mistake. Aaron makes that play ten out of ten times. Aaron's going to make that catch ten out of ten times. And immediately this week, they go back to it, and he makes. Not just a, a nice catch. I mean, a heck of a catch. Yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's a full adjustment to come back around. I mean, it's great body control. He's in the back of the end zone. And he just makes a really good catch. He's, he's a guy coming out of college who, who, who showed some receiving skills. We've seen it over and over again in the NFL. He's solid out of the backfield. Well, he ran a ball. good enough route, he, too, to have enough separation to be yeah. able to turn from back shoulder to back into the middle of the field. Yeah. I mean, oh. it, it's, it's a thing of, of, yeah, he drops that ball, but. That's a ball that he catches ninety nine out of a hundred times, and he caught it again. Yeah. He, he caught it here, and and you know use use your guys, coach him up, get his mindset right, run yeah. it, practice, do it again. Tell him you Love made a mistake. It. We're gonna get get back to you. We trust you. 
Raiders go three and out. Packers go six and out. The Raiders go downfield for a touchdown. Um, about these tight ends, that uh, the Raiders essentially have uh, three tight ends and then uh, Keelan Doss. Yeah, and that's that's who they throw the balls to. Doss uh, catches it. Uh, catches the deep pass that sets up this drive, uh, 31 yards downfield, and from there, uh, Foster Moreau catches the touchdown. I have no idea who that is, but uh, yeah, quick, uh, quick 10-yard pass. It's 14 to, or pardon me, hello, 10 to seven at that point. Yeah. So we're going back and forth. Green Bay responds. Aaron Rodgers his. Uh, just throws another touchdown pass. Jamal Williams that time. A little pass out in the flat. Williams takes it in. Nice play. Jamal Williams had a nice day. You know, the, the running backs never really got it going. Aaron Jones had a fine day. He was, he was 12 carries, 50 yards, 4.2 average. That's, you know, you're, you're doing fine. You're, you're handling yep. your duties. Um, nothing exceptional there. But, you know, it, it's, it's, I think that the Packers game plan in this game wasn't to run the ball. It was, it was, that's the Raiders' strength, so we're going to play mm-hmm. to their weakness, and their weakness is their their secondary and their pass coverage. And Aaron Rodgers lit them up. Geronimo Allison makes a 15-yard grab on this drive. Aaron Jones makes another grab on this drive that goes back because of offensive pass interference on yeah. Jake Kumaro. Whoops, weak. Uh, yeah, more on Jake Kumaro later. Uh, Alan Lazard makes uh, makes his first catch of the game for uh, for nine yards. I Lazard had a drop as well. Yeah, he had a he had a, a rough drop on third down. One of the, uh, you know, a, a key play that would have would have led the Packers to scoring again, most likely. Um, but he comes back and makes a huge play later on in the game. So at this point, it's fourteen ten, and it looks like we're just going to keep on trading blows between yeah. these two offenses. Neither defense was doing too much. The Oakland Raiders go five plays, seventy four yards downfield. Uh, the big play is to Waller, their best of their three tight ends. Yeah. Uh, Waller spent most of the day wondering how he was so wide open. Yeah, it was a weird defensive plan by Green Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seemed like they ran a bunch of zone. This has been a much more of a man defense team. Yeah, more more on Green Bay's defense later as well, but at second and goal at the Green Bay one, Derek Carr scrambles left and stretches out for the pylon as he goes out of bounds. Before his knee hits the ground, the ball comes out of his hand yeah. and goes out of the end zone on the other side of the pylon as a turnover, first and 10 on the Green Bay 20. Yeah. Derek Carr has done this exact same thing before. Yeah, I was going to say it felt like deja vu watching this. <laughs> yeah, they, they showed the replay. It was in Texas. Yeah. He stretched out and tried to do the exact same thing, fumbled out of the end zone for a turnover. So... They go 74 yards downfield, get one yard away from the end zone, turn it over to Green Bay. They go 70 plays, 80 yards in a minute 37, which uh, that will happen to you. Yeah, with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I don't think the Packers had any timeouts in that drive. I might be mistaken. Uh, uh, yeah, they took uh, their final timeout at 24 seconds left. Okay. So they did have a few. Uh, but, yeah, no, Packers go, you know, 80-some yards. Yeah, a roughing the passer penalty uh plays a part in that, but uh, that was that was a legit call. Yeah. Uh, people who think the NFL is fixed, uh, I refer you to this game in that, uh, in fact, the Packers did not need any of the penalties <laughs> yeah. that were assessed to the Raiders, which Raiders still get called for too many penalties. And that's that's just, I think, 
something that defines them at this point. And I think it's something that defines kind of the mm-hmm. John Gruden attitude, which is we're going to bring in guys like Fontes Perfect and um, Richie Incognito. There's not really a whole bunch of time or uh, you know resources dedicated to discipline yep. or uh, control. Um, so you know a lot of uh, a lot of turnovers. Probably going to happen a lot on the Raiders. Second down and three at the Oakland 37. Jake Kumaro, a 37-yard touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. Nice Jake play. Kumaro mm-hmm. was one blade of grass away from stepping out of bounds. It's insane. As he reached for the pylon with both hands on the football, yeah. mind you. This was a play where I'm glad they didn't call him out of bounds as the play was happening because if you would have reviewed it, they would have kept that yeah. ruling. But since they called it inbounds, they review it, and you can't overturn that one. It's one where you just either call would have been correct. Yeah, you can't tell. Like it, I, there, it's it's not possible to be closer to stepping out of bounds no. than he was. I I watched the game when I got home last night from work and 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 blew that the freeze frame up on my uh, TV screen and got as close to the screen as I could, and I could not tell if he was in or out. Kumara wearing white. He's wearing white shoes. That's very savvy. Yeah, and it looked I. You can't tell at all. You can't tell at all whether he's, you know, a blade or two of grass in or a blade or two of grass out. So Jake Kumaro, and this is a moment where we talked about it last week. He's not getting a ton of separation from guys. Huh. His routes are extremely average. He has height. He has strength. He has a little bit of acceleration. But yeah, this was, I think, the best that he's looked in an NFL game. And I, and yeah. I think it's his fourth in which he's seen snaps mm-hmm. or you know, he's seen. I think he's seen a snap in every yeah. every game so far this season, but it's his fourth in which he's seen any significant snaps. And he actually did get a little separation, caught a perfect Rogers pass. So it that's that's you're getting up to kind of like NFL level. We're not going to fire you. Kind yeah. of play yeah. with that with that play. Yeah, I mean he he he's nothing special, but he's a fine you know fourth or fifth option, and and when. You know, Devontae's out when Geronimo probably shouldn't be playing. Um, you know, he can step in and be all right. Um, and, and he stepped in and he was fine. You know, two catches on two targets, 54 yards and a touchdown. Um, most of his yards coming on that 37-yard score. Um, you know, he's, he, was, he was fine. He was, he was what he had to do. Classic, he he had to exa- do. classic example of preseason versus regular season. Yeah. Uh, guys like Darius Shepard and Jake Kumaro look like world beaters in the preseason. Yeah. Because they're playing against guys who are getting cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> then they come in, come into the regular season, and they struggle. Yeah, because they're if they're playing in the preseason, it means they're probably not quite good enough to play in the NFL. Uh, the the half ends after that because Green Bay left twelve seconds on the clock, and uh, David Carneals, Derek Carneals, David Card is retired. He's in a booth yeah. somewhere calling a game, yep. or in a in a very comfortable chair. Uh, you remember, and you know they were big on this in the in the game that when Carr fumbled into the end zone, it was fourteen ten Green Bay. Yeah, would have been seventeen fourteen. The next Oakland. the next time he took a snap, it was twenty eight ten Green Bay. Yeah, and the game was over. Yeah, because Green Bay goes five plays seventy eight yards on the ensuing drive after halftime. Valdez Scantling with the big play on that that drive for fifty nine yards and. What a great play that was! He's very, very fast. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, like there, I don't know that there's 
much of a much more skill set to Scantling. No, there's possible there could be, but as of yet, there's not. Sure, but if you use him right, he'll beat guys. He'll yeah. be open. He's he's so fast. I mean, and he's not even a hundred percent. You know, he, he's got a leg injury, and and you know, after the game, I think it was Devonte talked about it. Um, just about like how he. Or, no, it was Kevin King. It was Kevin King talked about it. Is you know playing against him all week, seeing how injured he was, and seeing him go out and play um, this week. You know he's not at one hundred percent, and it was it was you know impressive to wa- to watch him still burn everyone. Um, and that that play was you know built off of a play action. It's a, a post corner post route um, where he just leaves every single person in the dust, and it's set up by the Packers running the ball on first down basically every time in the first half, you know, running the ball pretty consistently and having decent success in the first half. And then they run almost the exact same concept that they've been running on every first down to run the ball, except it's a play action deep shot and they get it big time. And Aaron Rodgers still probably can't overthrow Marquez Valdez-Scantling on a deep ball. Rodgers runs it in from three yards out. Uh, He would end up with Six touchdowns on the game, yeah. three through the air. Six touchdowns. Five through the air and one on the ground. That's ridiculous. Six touchdowns and six incompletions. It's pretty okay. remarkable. All right. Good. Pretty remarkable. Raiders get the touchdown, 11 plays, 75 yards. Carr to Waller. Again, Waller's good. Uh, yeah. The Green Bay Packers answer immediately with an 85-yard drive. Big play on that one. There was a, uh, a Kumara reception for 18 yards, A Alan Lazard catch. For 26 yards, and then Jimmy Graham uh, catches catches and takes it into the end zone. 35-17 at that point. And then the Oakland Raiders will turn it over on downs. Fourth and goal at the Green Bay one. This is the best moment I've seen from the Green Bay defense all season. A great play by B.J. Goodson on the goal line Mm -hmm. to send him back. Goodson and King together. Yeah. And if you're going to tell the story about the Green Bay defense up to this point in the season, it's mostly about the goal line stuff. Yeah. Red zone stuff. Three interceptions in the end zone. Yeah. So far for this team. A f- by by official count, one fourth and goal goal line stand. Yeah. By my count, two. two. Sure, yeah. Because, <laughs> because I'm, never got I'm apparently going to scratch that mosquito bite till it bleeds. Uh, but this stop was not only Goodson, but King was there as well. Yeah. And they're waiting for the jump. They know he's going to jump. Yeah, he's got it. They time it. Yeah. Like, this was such good awareness. Yeah. And such a great use of BJ Goodson, who was picked up, not exactly off the scrap heap, but picked up yeah. in a second chance kind of way. Yeah, traded for from the Giants. For uh, basically yeah. nothing. A, a, per- a One of those particular skill set guys. Yeah. Downhill, thumper, and... Get him in there on goal line stands, and he really, really delivered. Had the strength to go up and, and meet Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, Kevin King backed him up really nicely, finished it off. That was so, so pretty. Yeah, and, and B.J. Goodson kind of got picked on a little bit in this game. You know, he was he was forced to cover some tight ends sometimes, which isn't exactly his um, skill set. His skill set is, is coming downfield and thumping yeah. a, a running back. Um, well, you talk about an interesting game plan. I think leaving B.J. Goodson out there to deal with Jacobs instead of putting someone who's better able to cover their three tight ends yeah. was a part of this game plan. Yeah, I, and I, I think another part of this game plan was we saw the Packers go to a lot of uh, zone coverage, and I thought that kind of the, the thought was, like, this Raiders team isn't going to reinvent themselves and start throwing the ball deep. Let's take away all of their short stuff. And then they did throw the ball deep. 
They threw the yeah. ball deep rather effectively. You know, Derek Carr um, averaged 10.5 yards per completion. Um, like, it's 10.5 yards per attempt. Like, it's pretty solid. It's, you know, that's, that's, that's a good number. Um, so, you know, they, they did change their whole game plan, and the Raiders did a good job with that, you know, coming off their bye week, I think. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's anything the Packers need to worry about defensively. I think it was just a, 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 a game plan that the Raiders matched well. Next time the Raiders get the ball back, it's still 35-17. Uh, big play that gets them into gets them into the red zone is a 36-yard pass to Aitman. And then Carr's pass is intercepted in the end zone by Kevin King, tipped up by Adrian Amos. What a play. Um, at this point, the game is over yeah. at that 35-17. It would go on, and eventually teams would trade garbage time touchdowns. And you know, Rodgers, of course, on that. 74-yard Valdez Scantling pass. Yeah, <laughs> that's again like, hey, this team's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Rogers, Rogers, pretty good. That was a beautiful play oh. too. I mean, the the Raiders showed cover zero. They they had no safeties back. Rogers, uh, kind of like points in Marquez Valdez Scantling's direction. Um, he runs a little out, and there's no safety help over As, the top. Yeah, there's no help. Mar- Marquez burns that safety or whoever's on him. A, a, a you know a number two or three cornerback burns him, and there's no one to touch him. Yeah, that's. One, it's one of the things that if you use MVS right, yeah, you're going to affect defensive stuff like that. You're going to recognize what he can do. I thought for sh- I, I never thought that that play was going 74 yards as it was ha- happening. No. And then you know the the extra gears on yeah. on MVS kick in, and he's just gone. It's it was awesome. And, yeah, and that, and that takes a heck of a throw to you know catch him in stride and lead him upfield that way. I mean, just a great play overall by both of them, but. Vela Scantling just puts the Jets on. Yeah, at that point, uh, after after that possession, Green Bay sent in their subs. Get to see uh, Tim Boyle. Yeah, uh, hand off to Dexter sure. Williams a couple of times. That was very exciting. But uh, that's sort of the story of this game is that it went from fourteen ten to twenty eight ten. Yeah, with a halftime in the middle, in which Derek Carr, Carr didn't touch the ball once during that time. And yeah, yeah, the Raiders couldn't do anything about it. A couple of consecutive touchdown drives, one off a turnover, and then one off the ensuing halftime kickoff, and immediately the game is over. Yeah, before you have any chance to do anything about it, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk more about this game. I have a couple of notes. Good. Uh, we've got other stuff to talk about we have the bears to talk about. yeah we have a lot of bear stuff so i like i like to laugh yeah uh we we have fun here folks <laughs> so uh we're gonna take a break we're on twitter at cheese cago land i i should start tweeting from that account because you're a you're a Always sunday working. worker now Always yeah so there's sundays it's kind of kind of busted up our twitter game i'm on twitter at mp fleischman and you're on twitter at melum setter and uh follow our facebook group while i still have a facebook page before we, we yeah. erase all. Before I've discovered that, you know, before we discover that Mark Zuckerberg actually owns the homes yeah. of every person who uses Facebook accidentally. Oh, we like to laugh here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Melm Setter. Um, I also don't use it, so. Yeah, well, yeah, bye.
Just never, I've never been fast. It's I'm really no. Yeah, it's the most overrated skill. I would okay, because I think once you pass eighteen, it's worthless. <laughs> it's it's basically yeah. Not a lot of like. There's no point in it. Not a lot of paychecks in it for you. Yeah, you can't get a job just for being fast. Well, so yeah, and they don't prevent you from getting most jobs just for being very slow. Yeah, which is no, good, good on my side. <laughs> Because again, I'm I am <laughs> monumentally slow, and by that I mean there are monuments that move faster than I do. It's Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. It's the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Mike. That's Matt. Hey, um, the Packers Fred. Raiders. I've got yeah, Fred's Fred's here watching the recording today. Um, he's a cat. He's a special guest, and he he doesn't say anything, so I can't tell no, if he likes it or he's not. He's very quiet. You know, sometimes even you, for a cat, like a lot of cats, like make noise. Yeah, he doesn't really make any noise. He purrs, but you can't really hear it. And he he'll make the the face movements like he's yeah. meowing, but nothing comes out. It's just like just kind of is. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you around. Oh so yeah. Whenever you want to leave, you can leave. I won't be offended. Yeah, he's he's my he's my longtime buddy. He's been around for like eleven years, just <sighs> sitting on my lap. <laughs> Hanging out. Yeah, he's a good guy. Fred, you old man. Oh, yeah. Jason's even older. Jason, old man. We're talking about my cats. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to want to get back to Packers, Raiders. I have a I have several bullet points. All right. I want to throw them past you. Uh, Derek Carr is in his own way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 15, uh, and these are not empirical numbers. This is me, sure. me writing stuff down. He'll throw a bunch of perfect throws before all of a sudden forcing one into coverage. Mm-hmm. See that Kevin King interception? Yeah. What, in what was he trying to fit what that are, into? What, what window are you trying to fit that into? Yeah. A full half of good decision making until a stupid goal line decision to reach for the pylon. It's a decision that he's he's made before and messed it up. I yeah. mean, it, they were you know they were saying on the on the broadcast like that's something you maybe do on fourth down. Sure. If you absolutely there's no way you can score otherwise you need to do it on fourth. Sure. On second down, throw it away. You take a field goal there, it's 14-13. Yeah, you're still in the game. It's it's still the second quarter. Even if you turn it over on downs there, you're pinning the Packers inside yeah. their own one with a, a minute 30 to go. You take that, it's a defense. Look you at the personnel that? that he has around him. Three good tight ends. Yeah, box them out. A strong running back in yeah. Jacobs. A, a offensive line that opened Excuse up a me. bunch of holes. And also didn't give up a single hit to Carr all game. Yeah. This Gruden offense is built for a game manager, and Carr doesn't manage games. Yeah. And for everything he did right, like 22 of 28, 293, two touchdowns, one interception, you think like, well, that's a pretty good game from Carr. And uh. yet, a lot of this loss is on him and his decisions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's, 
what we saw was was an Oakland Raiders team that tried that self scouted, you know, over the last week and, and and tried to go against their own tendencies. You know, we've we've seen them been a team that's just going to establish the run. They're going to throw the ball, you know, five yards. They're never going to take deep shots. Um, and in this game, they tried to go against tendency, and it didn't really matter because they don't have the the personnel to go against their tendency. You know, if you if your three best receivers are all tight ends. You can't really stretch the field that much, you know. It, it what what happened this week is that Oakland's offense basically relied on broken coverages from Will Redmond and you know B.J. Goodson, and you can't win playing that way. You know, you have to actually have weapons on offense and and a quarterback who can take advantage of it. I don't, you know, I don't think Derek Carr's the worst quarterback in the world. You know, I think that if the Chicago Bears had Derek Carr. It's probably a good step up, you know. It's it's if the Minnesota Vikings yeah, had Derek Carr trade for him immediately. Maybe it's a step up. Maybe it's not. But you know, he's 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 a top. He's he's a top half quarterback in the NFL. You know, like I don't think that he's below that Andy Dalton line. I I think he's he's squarely above that Andy Dalton line. But he's never going to be in the top ten in the NFL. Yeah, with Carr, it's it's a matter of. If he makes, if he takes away two plays in this game, we could be having a different podcast. Yeah. If he doesn't throw that, if he just throws it over the head of yeah, everyone it. in the end zone, which is exactly what Rodgers would have done. Mm-hmm. Looking at that, he would have just thrown it ten yards over Waller's head, and we would have just be gone to third down. Yeah, we would have gone to third down. If he doesn't reach for the pylon, we go to third down. Yeah. You punch a different, in. yeah, different game. So yeah, he's been given games to manage, uh, and he fails to manage them, and that's that's the kind of thing where like when you talk about a game manager, you're talking about a guy who throws the ball ten yards over Waller's head when he's double covered. Yeah, it's not so much a matter of like, well, he just throws little checkdowns. It's he doesn't turn the ball over is he, in he, the red zone. Yeah, is he knows when to take yeah. his his shots and when not to. When to yep. you know push the envelope and when not to, and and you know in a, in a game like that where it's you know it's 10 to 14 or whatever it was at the time you know it's it's right before half green bay is going to be getting the ball back after half it's not a time to take your your risk you need to hold on to the ball you need to kill the clock as much as possible because aaron Rodgers can score in 30 seconds you need to make sure he doesn't they don't have a chance to double up and you need to get points uh here's here's probably the hottest take from a guy like me who's not a hot take machine sure the most significant injury on the packers right now is darnell savage oh yeah yeah, I mean this this offense looks fine. Uh, you know, Devonte Adams coming back is is going to be massive. But I, I I think that what we saw on offense this week is is you know what we missed for so many years with Mike McCarthy in that guys are just getting open due to the scheming. Guys are getting open due to the play calls and the play stacking and the counters off of the plays that they ran earlier in the game. And it's guys are getting open from a wonderful game plan, and I I think this is the magnum opus of Matt Lafleur's career thus far. Um, on defense, Darnell Savage does so much, and so early too. Like there's nothing yeah. there's nothing particularly wrong with Will Redmond in that. Sure. Like your backup safety isn't supposed to be that good, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, like we you shouldn't expect him yeah. to come in and be an All Pro. He's been great in the run game. He's been below average in coverage and that's about what you expect out of a backup safety you know and once darnell savage is back off this high ankle sprain this defense is going to be a, a, a whole lot different and they have yet to work him into practices they're taking it very very slowly with him 
this is the right part of the schedule. He's been a mm-hmm. do, did not participate since the injury, yeah. so two weeks of missing practice for Savage, which is exactly the right thing to do. Yeah. Hopefully, they're telling him to just like play video games. Yeah, and, just stay home, ice yeah. up. Yep. Um, and I, you know, I, I think that we can. It, the Packers are are justified in taking the Darnell Savage steps kind of slow. I mean, you get to face Kansas City without Pat Pat Mahomes. You should be getting Ibrahim Campbell back soon, and he looked really great last year, um, both in run defense and in coverage. You know, he's a capable safety, and when he comes back, you know, it can relegate Will Redmond more to run down kind of kind of kind of stuff you know if if your you know run down nickelback safety look is Oren Burks at the linebacker Will Redman and Ibrahim Campbell as like kind of your two down safeties with Adrian Amos up top that's pretty good that's a pretty dang good you know like like sub package nickel pack like that's a really good setup until Darnell Savage comes back that's that's a fine setup and so you know, I, I think the Packers are justified in taking it slow with him. You can't rush anything like that back. Um, but once he does come back, that's exciting for this defense. Devontae Adams being out is actually helping. There's That's not that's a hot take, and it's not sure. like I don't mean it, but I still do mean it. No. In that I've, I've talked a bunch about like this, this, this sort of the thing I hate most about Aaron Rodgers yeah. is this like, well, you have to earn it attitude. Sure. Again, like I've I've been repeating this about football for years now, is that you just there's nobody else. Yeah, like you you don't get to just like go ring someone else's doorbell and be like, well, you're an all pro wide receiver now. Like, those are the guys. Yeah, those guys who are there that Rodgers doesn't trust better start trusting them. Yeah, this is making him throw the ball. Yeah, the guys he doesn't like. Sure, and I you know I I think again it kind of comes back to the scheme of it all is they're no longer reliant on beat your man. It's be at this spot. You know, like the the route combinations that they're running aren't just looking to get one-on-one matchups and have Alan Lazard beat a cornerback out wide. It's let's get Alan Lazard crossing across the middle, pull a linebacker onto him because the Raiders going to be running zone and get the right matchup through his route running versus, mm-hmm. you know, just sending him out wide and saying, beat your man. Um, and so you can do that with guys like Alan Lazard and, Jake Kumaro and MVS who aren't great route runners who aren't really established yet. And Aaron Rodgers talked about it in his press conference yesterday is that, you know, it's, it's, we're getting a chance to get these guys out there and see how explosive they can be and the plays that they can make. And, and Alan Lazard had a great play um, yesterday along that sideline, just a, a tough contested high pointed play that we saw him make throughout his entire college career. You know, and these guys can make plays and uh, you know, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, just the idea of not having them in practice makes Rodgers throw to them and get yeah. them involved and talk to them. And yeah. All, all this stuff that is developing, and we watched it a lot last year. Rodgers waiting for Adams to get open. Adams is double-covered, and Rodgers throws it over his head on the sideline to get rid of it. Yeah. And then, like, you know, points another one of his Rodgers receivers to tell him where he should have been. Yeah. Stop doing that. Yeah, now you don't have <laughs> like, to. Yeah, now they you, know now they you w- can't. You can't do that anymore. They know where they're supposed yeah. to be. You know, and and I guess my comment to that is is that uh, McCarthy's offense was so built on option routes and guys reading the defense the exact same way as Aaron Rodgers is and breaking the right way based off of their read. Where now that's not the case. You know, they're lining up and they know the concept they're running. They have to be at this spot here. They have to be at this spot after this many steps. You have to break here. 
Um, and it's not reliance on reading the defense. That's on the coach and that's on the quarterback. That's not your job anymore. And that can, that can really help a young receiver out, somebody who doesn't have a ton of experience. Those are my notes on the game, though, that yeah, Darnell Savage is, is important. He's important early. It's almost ridiculous how important he's become this early in his career. Yeah, he's been, he's been stellar. I mean, if he didn't get hurt, I think he's the, the walk-away rookie, defensive rookie of the year so far. Um, you know, he's been, he's been uh, incredibly important to a top-five defense in the NFL in this Green Bay Packers defense. Um, I did have a few other notes, thoughts that I took down in my brain Killer. watching the game yesterday. Um, I think Jamal Williams is the best, is maybe the best goal line back in the NFL. And by goal line, I do not mean red zone goal line. I mean backed up on your own one or two. Mm-hmm. That I, 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 every single time the Packers are backed up like there, you give the ball to Jamal Williams, he doesn't lose yards. He's going to get one or two yards every single time. And we saw that, um, you know, in this game, Packers backed up at their own one after that goal line stop. Jamal Williams gets two yards. With a power run, Jamal Williams gets three or four more yards with a nice cutback. He's got he's got every skill in the book. You know he can he can be the lower his shoulder and run through everybody and move the pile, but he can also be the quick one cut burst kind of guy. I like him a lot, and I have from the beginning. A lot of it is because he does not get tackled for loss. Yeah, he just doesn't. He just doesn't. He will push you forward. It's it's in it's an incredible skill to have. It's it's invaluable. Um, you know, to have that kind of a, a safety valve on an offense when you just need one or two yards. Um, and people really people overuse the term and also load this term with connotations that I don't like, but the term high character guy. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah People yeah. use it too much. Jamal Williams, high, high char- character guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good guy. Um, a great guy to have in the locker room. Um, somebody that everybody on the team seems to love. Um, and... and you know, it's it's been great having him back after that concussion. Um, he's been he's been wonderful. Um, my other note was uh, on Geronimo Allison. I don't think Geronimo Allison should have come back this week. Um, I think that I think it should be a mandatory two weeks. You're out after a concussion, um, just because they're so serious. I don't like rushing guys back after concussions. Um, but he, you know, he played fine. He had a nice game, a couple catches. Yeah, he actually he probably had the best game of the season so far for yeah. for him. I. I don't understand enough about concussions. I know that they're bad, and I know that the NFL is lying to us about them. Yeah. Whenever they make a single statement about them, and I know that guys generally, I think that, I think that the NFL Players Association should have some sort of a pool for non-team doctors. Yeah. Like a pool of trusted doctors for second opinions. Yeah. Maybe they do. I don't know, but I think that they really should because I think we're to the point now where, um. Look at this situation with Osamele up in uh, New York, mm-hmm. where the Jets are saying this is not a season-ending injury. You can play, and Osamele says, "Like, no, it hurts too much to play, and yeah. I don't want to be just pumped full of tramadol before yeah. every game in order to play. Like, I want you to, put, you know, put me on IR. Yeah, let me get better and come play next year. Yeah, um, and they are fining him for conduct detrimental, and because if they put him on IR, they'll have to pay his full salary." Oh my god! Yeah, um, I mean, maybe the bigger problem is putting Adam Gase in charge of a sure. NFL football team, yeah, right. which is probably a stupid idea in, in the first place. Yeah. But um, you should—I uh, I think we're starting to learn that you can't trust team doctors. Yeah, no, and, in, a, in a lot of aspects. And that's kind of you know that's kind of my like reason with this is 
all of the talk all week was the Green Bay Packers are going to have to play with no receivers. The Green Bay Packers have no one available. They're going to be hosed. And now all of a sudden, these two guys get kind of rushed back. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has a great game. It's a you know a tissue injury. It's like a it's not a big deal. You can play through that. But Geronimo Allison has this massive concussion slash neck injury when he's carted off the field. He gets knocked out. Uh, he wasn't carted off. He walked off. But he, he was fully knocked out in the game last week. You know, it's it's a massive hit. Um, I just don't like... It just... It, it feels fishy rushing him back. It's a trend in developing a with the Packers doctors as well. Devontae's come back after mm-hmm. a week with a concussion. You know, it's... it's I've had concussions. I've, I've had concussions. I've had concussions where I felt great literally later that day where I felt no different later the day after the concussion occurred. I've had concussions where it, I felt weird a couple weeks after. You know, it's it's there's no telling in how a concussion works or will unfold even from the day to day. And they're too, you know, I we've heard so much about when they build up, when there's two of them in back-to-back weeks, how detrimental it can be. Um, and I just don't like that, you know, that, that risk of, of rushing Geronimo out just because the Packers are going to have to play. Oh, no, they're going to have to play a, a guy they signed off the street this week. Like, okay, well, cool. Do play it. the guy off the street. Make sure that he doesn't get his brain totally messed up, so that you can play with a real receiver that you know. Like, fine, we'll play with Ryan Grant on the field. Play, we'll play. The Packers will play three wide receivers the whole game if they have to. Yeah. Just don't rush somebody back because you need a wide receiver. Speaking of people coming, people coming back, uh, Sternberger, yeah. along with Ibrahim Campbell, will yeah. be coming off IR. Pardon me. So there is a chance for some new faces on offense and defense. Yeah. I don't know. The Packers need a fourth tight end at the moment. I mean, it's pretty much Evan Bayless's snaps and yeah, it's, Bob Tanyan still still out. His situation is kind of unclear as to what happened and, and how, he, how he's doing. So no idea. Yeah. But Sternberger might help you out there. Um, he's a he's a pretty slight guy for a tight end. Yeah, he's so. a, he's a he's a quick, um, good route runner, good hands. Uh, it'll be exciting to see him try and get worked into this offense. Um, more exciting for me is Ibrahim Campbell on this defense. You know, he's been he's been stellar uh, in his time with the Packers last year. Uh, so I'm excited to see him back. Uh, <clears throat> Nothing much in the snap counts for the game. Uh, we did see. Uh, we, uh, we did see the second stringers come out. We saw Dexter Williams yeah, in an NFL game for the first time. We saw Kenny Clark leave for uh, a series and a half, I think. Yeah. For a shin injury, came right back in. They probably put some sort of a guard in front of it, probably just a bruise or a yeah, a bone bruise. Those kind of things suck, hurt. but they don't, yeah, they don't take you out indefinitely. Uh, B.J. Goodson played 40 snaps, uh, was most effective. They had a good game plan. He's a guy that, if you're facing a team with Jacobs and that interior line for the Raiders, you need a guy like Goodson to match kind of strength on strength. Yeah, he, he, you know he he wouldn't fit against the team that's trying to spread nope. it out and throw the ball, but he he works really well against a Raiders team that that predicates on the run. Kevin King played 58 of the 62 total defensive snaps in the game. He just continues to work his way back. It's exactly. They managed him exactly the way they needed to in that after the injury, he sat out of practice for a week, came back when he wasn't expected to, played about half the snaps in the game, was effective. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But B- 
became more effective as, as time went on. They seem to have just sort of worked him slowly back in. Kadar Holman saw four yeah. snaps on in the final series, so Holman gets his first NFL action. Josh Jackson got five snaps, mm-hmm. gave up a touchdown. Didn't didn't look especially great on that last possession. No. But um you know, he, he just didn't look quick enough to keep up with. I think he was guarding Waller and he just didn't look quick enough to keep up with him. Um, not exactly sure what uh, what the story on Josh Jackson is. We continue to sort of wonder yeah. what happened to him. Tremont Williams, great game for Tremont Tremont Williams to come out. I mean, other than other than Waller being open the entire day, there's no speed on this Raiders yeah. offense. So I mean, yeah, with Tyrell Williams out, there's there's no speed on this Raiders team. Um, so yeah, Tremont Williams played really well. Taking a look at some other games around the league. Let's go back to. Oh yeah, that's that still hasn't happened tonight. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the New England Patriots are going to take on the New York Jets, who are coming off of uh, the greatest win in franchise history against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Kansas City back on Thursday night. Mahomes got injured, and Kansas City still beat Denver. Three to six. Uh, the Denver Broncos are experiencing what I'm going to call a Chicago Bears type situation with their offense at the moment, where it doesn't work. Nothing about it works. <laughs> nope. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams beat the Atlanta Falcons 37 to 10 in Atlanta. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have come completely apart, and they should fire everyone involved with that franchise, up to and including their owner. The Buffalo Bills came back after being down at halftime and beat the Miami Dolphins 31 to 21. If I would have told you. Four months ago, that after week seven, the Green Bay Packers would have the same record as the Buffalo Bills. You would have been upset. <laughs> yeah, I would have said, what? That. No, get out of here. You would have thought I was bad. talking to you more about the Bills than I was the Packers. Yeah. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are still winless. And apparently, I never pay any attention to Cincinnati, so I don't know what happened to them, but apparently it's bad. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Detroit Lions 42 to 30. Um, there's, I, there's just going to be some attrition in the North this year, but so far the Packers have beat every single one of their division opponents yeah. in the first go-through. So. There you have it. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts with a great win over the Houston Texans. Colts are for real. Jacoby Brissett is very good. He's great. The Arizona Cardinals beat the New York Giants. Daniel Jones has run into a bit of a wall, Yep. which, yeah, that's not at all surprising. No. I was more surprised that the wall didn't happen to him three weeks ago. Yeah, more surprised the wall didn't happen immediately, and that instead he gave New York some false hope. Um, uh, San Francisco 49ers beat Washington 9 to nothing. It's a way to win a football that's, game. I yeah, guess. that's a victory. The Tennessee Titans got a win over the Chargers, who are apparently bad this year. And in the best game that's ever <laughs> happened in the history of football. There's one of these every week, Matt, and this is this uh, week's best game of the century of the week. The New Orleans Saints come into Chicago and beat the beat the Bears coming off a of bye week, 36 to 25. In a game where the Chicago Bears ran the ball 7 times <laughs> for 17 yards. Like why? And no touchdowns. In a game in a world where Mitchell Trubisky throws 54 passes. An average 4.6 yards per attempt, which is... 34 for 54 for 251 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he didn't turn the ball over, which is, you know, a great thing for him. It happens a lot. But holy 
you can't be much less efficient than 4.6 yards per attempt. Those two touchdowns were garbage time. Most yeah. of those yards were garbage time. I mean, it's just... A, that first touchdown made the game 36-18. to 18. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's they're just it's uh, their offense is atrocious. The they're Bears were two of twelve on third downs. Awful. One. Yeah. Of those ten third downs that they didn't convert, was greater than ten yards. Whoa, 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 whoa! They had easy ones. Third down five. Third down two. Third down seven. And you don't run it on third down and two. Of course not. <laughs> just you throw the ball. Throw the ball every time. You know, it's it's you know Matt Nagy coming from that Andy Reid system. Um, <clears throat> maybe he's used he's used to the you know when he was there they had the the endless talent of Alex Smith. Um, so perhaps he's used to a, a a true great quarterback like Alex Smith and doesn't know how to adjust <laughs> his offense for a guy like Mitchell Trubisky. Matt Nagy uh, doesn't have a system. You cannot make me believe that anymore. He's just, I mean, his system is, is, is praying the defense and special teams score touchdowns to keep them in games. And, you know, they, they got a touchdown from Cordero Patterson on a kick return, and that was about it. It was, it was 28-10, not 28-10. It was, uh, yeah, 28-10, 26-10 at the end of the third quarter. At that point, the Bears' only touchdown was a Cordero Patterson kick return. That was it. That's it. The game started on uh, the Bears having a punt blocked out of the end zone for a New Orleans safety. (laughs) That's how the game started. So bad. They're just... And Allen Robinson is really good. Allen Robinson is on that team, and he's getting open a lot. He runs great routes. He's got fantastic hands. He's stellar. And he's just being wasted in an offense that is garbage in a quarterback that can't throw him the ball. I mean, just, and all, every headline today is, the Sun-Times is like, should we give, is it time to give up on Mitchell Trubisky? Where do the Bears go now that Mitchell Trubisky's obviously not the choice? Like, the Athletic is saying, has headlines like, it's t- where do the Bears move now that it's obvious Mitchell Trubisky is not a successful quarterback? I mean, it's, it's we're in week seven, we're heading to week eight, and, it feels like the Bears are already giving up, which is great. This game is, I, I just, I cannot get over this game. I watched it. I watched the yeah. entire thing. Why? I Because it was hard to turn away. Sure. It's it like was, a train wreck. Yeah, it was very hard to turn away from this game. David Montgomery had two carries for six yards. Remind me of where they drafted David Montgomery. Uh, they traded up to draft him in the third round. They used to, they traded a lot of draft capital to move up to draft him in the third a round. third Round running back. Admittedly, he had a fumble in this game. Sure, but, but I don't he's care. He's your best running back. The New Orleans Saints come in with Drew Brees, who I think, just from me, from watching Drew Brees, I think he's the best quarterback of his generation. I think Drew Brees is better than Aaron Rodgers. I, I know that's wow. an unpopular opinion. Okay. But Drew Brees is a he's really good. monster. Yeah. Good. I just there's he just does things that I love. Yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, he, he he's he he makes great throws. He's solid. Yeah, has a Super Bowl ring yeah. to his to his name. I think if 
Yeah, we, we love Aaron Rodgers. Don't, yeah. This doesn't stop me from loving Aaron Rodgers. Sure. He scored six touchdowns this week against the Oakland yeah. Raiders. Like, I, I don't love Rodgers less because of this. There's just a, you know, like the, the numbers and the accolades are very similar. Yeah. There's just something about, something about Breeze. Yeah. And if he had had some better defenses down in New Orleans. Yeah. They, they had tissue paper defense for so long. Yeah. But they come in starting Teddy Bridgewater, who doesn't run anymore. No. And only throws short. Yeah. And we've known what Teddy Bridgewater is yeah. for years. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, the Bears have known what Teddy Bridgewater yeah. is for years beyond. The, I mean, how many years was he a starter in Minnesota? They know the Teddy Bridgewater game. He's a guy. He's fine. He takes care of the ball. He didn't yeah. throw an interception. Uh, they, The Saints started Latavius Murray in place of their all-pro Alvin Kamara. They got 27 carries for 119 yards out of Latavius Murray, which... I like Latavius Murray, and he should sure. never have that stat yeah. line. No, he should not get 27 <laughs> carries in a game. I mean, I'll never look at that stat line and be like, good good game, Latavius Murray. I'll look at that stat line and be like, what defense allowed him to do that? Yeah. That's not within his skill set. He also caught five balls for 31 yards. Yeah, he had a huge game. Uh, yeah. And it's it's a Chicago Bears team that's just falling apart. I mean, they're one and two at home. You can't, you can't lose more games than you win at home. You need to dominate your home games you can't you can't come off the bye week and look like that oh yeah what did they what did they do over their whole bye week well there was was there something last year and this is me floating without a a a boat here sure was there something about how Nagy handled last year's bye week that drew controversy do you remember what i'm talking about i kind of i like i think that there was something about uh like he kind of just like cut a few practices off. Like it wasn't like he was. He was like, "We're not gonna do a ton of stuff um, over the bye week." But I can't find anything about it. That's okay. I'm Googling. Yeah, I just had. So. I have I just just now. It kind of dawned on me. Like, was yeah. there something about this last year as well? But they they looked absolutely terrible. And there's like you can make plenty of excuses for the Bears losing. I don't really think sure. that they're. I think that they're a team that's built to lose a bunch of games. I had them picked for seven and nine this year. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I very well think that that's where they're going to end up. But it's, I know. can blame them for running the ball seven times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can blame them for running the ball seven times and throwing it fifty-four times. When I would say pretty clearly, the best players on your offense are not your quarterback. If they had run the ball, say I don't know, as many times as New Orleans did, which is thirty-five. 35. Yeah, if they had run the ball thirty-five times and lost, I would not be confused. No, I'd say yeah, okay, <laughs> but seven times and I'm confused. So I, I I love it. Seven times isn't even enough really to know whether your run game mm-hmm. is going to work or not. You got to hit fifteen or twenty to know if it's going oh. if it is working. You know, like it. it it's just bizarre. You know, Ter- Tariq Cohen. Hardly getting any use this, this this year. Nine catches, 19 yards. Three carries for 10 yards. David Montgomery getting nothing. Two carries, six yards. Two catches, 13 yards. I mean, they shipped off a good, solid running back in Jordan Howard. For, Who had a big piece of what the yeah. Eagles did down in Jerry World I mean, Sunday night. They get peanuts back for him and then spend a decent amount of draft capital to move up and draft a running back who they don't even use. Yeah, you know, out of here. There yeah. was a lot of noise made last year about how great Ryan Pace is and how how great this this general manager squad is and how they've made a bunch of good moves. No, they haven't. 
they 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 used an insane amount of draft capital to move up and get Khalil Mack, which stranded them in win now mode right now. And if you have no first round draft picks, you have no second round draft picks. Your you know your your draft capital is so limited that you can't build out the rest of your team. You're hosed. And we saw it now. Is that there's no talent. I'm going to give you a a direct quote from Bears yeah. coach Matt Nagy, which sure. I think is. This will come to define this man, I think. Yeah. I know we have to run the ball more. I'm not an idiot. Well, are you? Um, He's the guy. You're the one who who called. Yeah. Seven runs. And, and, and you know, it's it's that it's, that by definition makes you the idiot. Makes you the idiot. You know, it's 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 such a contrast to the Matt Lafleur press conferences where. You know, after the Eagles game, they go, Matt, why didn't you run the ball more? And he goes, I don't know. That was a real mistake. We need to do that more. I'm going to go watch the tape right now. We're going to fix our issues. Yeah. Matt Nagy goes, I know we need to do it. I'm not an idiot. I can tell we need to do it. It, it. Well, then why didn't you do it? It's another one of those things where it ties in where he tells on himself. His little playbook that says, be you. Yeah. Is a way of saying, I'm not me. Yeah. Like that. I don't, I, I don't forget how to be. Yeah. Me. I forget how to be me. I know we need to run the ball more. I'm not an idiot is a nice way of saying I'm an idiot who doesn't run the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, like he, he, I'm the idiot who chose not to run the ball. He tells on himself. It's it's. I mean, you you see it in the Packers game earlier this year where where it's a one possession game, and they throw the ball thirty something times in a row. What are you doing? It's a touchdown yeah. game. There's it's one score. You have the ball. You score. It's tied. Why are you not trying to dominate the time of possession? Why are you not trying to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands? It's, what are you doing? I, it's hard to... That's why I watch so much of this bear stuff when I can, is that I cannot explain what's going on. And watching it in real time is... It's good entertainment. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's it's very, very good. You know, it's it's the honeymoon period is over for Matt Nagy. You know, team's got a year, a year of tape on him, and he didn't adjust to it. Um. So here you go, and you know it's it's it contrasts so much with Lafleur in that what we heard a lot of at the beginning of the year was when when Lafleur's offense gets moving is once he has looks down on tape, once you have once you've seen all of these looks of these 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 inside runs to this side, these different concepts and setups, and then he's got a whole nother playbook of the counters off of the things that he already ran earlier this year to make you think he's running the thing you've seen on tape. And he's running something completely different. You know, he, he, he says it's, a, it's the most simple scheme in football. We run a few different things. We just make it look like a million things. Um, and, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm willing to stand here and say, I'll invest, I'll invest money. I'll buy stock in the Matt LaFleur thing right now. Is, is, I, I think that Matt LaFleur is for real. Um, it's a good offense through, through seven games. That's a that's a six and one team through seven games through a tough schedule yeah. part of the seven games you know um, through a bunch of injuries through a bunch of injuries a, a bunch of major it's a injuries good offense um, where you know the Bears no real major injuries here offensive guru coach of the year really struggling just to get anything moving it's um, it's embarrassing it's 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 yeah I struggle for words <laughs> because yeah. of what's going on there and. Remember last year when the Chicago Bears ran plays? Sure, yeah. When all the all these inventive things. Sure. I mean, yeah, I 
kind of remember that. I remember them being very gimmicky a lot of yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I remember when they ran things. Like, let's give me some gimmicks. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, sure. The gimmicks seem to work, I guess. You seem to win games when you ran the gimmicks. Let's run a couple halfback passes, bro. Let's see something. Um, yeah. I was, just bad. Just uh, awful. Just really terrible. bad. Embarrassing. Um, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Seattle Seahawks, and Lamar Jackson is for real. I've known that for a while, but he's he's stellar. Yeah, it took it took a bad game from Russell Wilson. He doesn't have those very often. He hasn't had one yet this year. It 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 took a and this one, yeah, this one was though. But um, and the Dallas Cowboys beat the heck out of the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know why I thought the other way around. I mentioned something the other way around, but I was wrong about that. The Cowboys beat the heck out of the Eagles. Uh, folks, I ran a 10K yesterday. I'm sure. very tired. Yeah. <laughs> I imagined most of that Dallas-Philadelphia <laughs> game last night, and I'm I'm sorry about that. But for the record, I do, am aware that the Cowboys beat the Eagles last night down in Jerry World, not the, not the other way around. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, in the NFC North right now, it's Green Bay all alone up top. The Minnesota Vikings, I think, are better than people thought they were. Yeah, I'm. I'm not entirely sold on Cousins, but the rest of that team is very good, and Cousins is still pretty fearless. Yeah, you know, he, he had a heck of a yeah. throw um, in the end zone yesterday to Adam Thielen um, before he got I hurt. Loved, I love that throw. That was a beautiful <laughs> throw. That throw. That's a beautiful throw, and and you know, Kirk Cousins can do that stuff sometimes. You know, he's he's you know, I think squarely. Uh, on the outside of that top ten quarterbacks, but I think he's definitely better than Derek Carr. You know, I, I don't want to insult Kirk Cousins with this because I don't mean this as an insult. Yeah, sure, but I don't think he thinks enough to be afraid of throwing some garbage. That's a great. Yeah, no, I I, I think you're totally right. It's like I think he just kind of is up there. And he's like, all right, we're running this damn play. Let's yeah, <laughs> fuck it, let's go. <laughs> fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, we'll, t- <laughs> we'll um, do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Um. Yeah, no, I think he just kind of steps up to the line is like, all right, I got the deep cross to Stephon Diggs. Yeah, throw it. Throw it. You know, I got a deep out to Thielen. Throw it. What's the coverage? I don't care. Throw it. I don't know how to make a wide receiver love you. Throw it. Throw it. (laughs) Just throw it to him. Just throw it. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I kind of get this vibe from Kirk Cousins sometimes that he just really wants his guys to love him, (laughs) which which feels very, like, honest and and, and Kirk Cousins-y, you know? He's like yeah. a very excitable suburban dad. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's, yeah, a suburban dad, a young boy. I mean, his 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 like pep speeches to his team remind me so very funny. much of like youth group. Yeah, it it reminds, it reminds me a lot of of I saw a viral video of a eight year old kid giving a pep talk to his his youth football team. Yeah, uh, about defending their home field and stuff. And I was like, this is what Kirk Cousins sounds like. Yeah, is like an eight year old being like, this is our field. We are the Vikings. We don't let anyone take our field. Go show them who we are. <laughs> and you're like, all right, that's an eight-year-old talking. Um, you know, but he, he's fine. He, he's good when he's not pressured. And, and, and if the, the Vikings line can hold up, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll have a good day. If they are crumbling at the point of attack, he will have an awful day. Um, and there's really no in-between sometimes with him. That's a statement about quarterbacks, more sure, so than sure. it is a statement about about young Mr. Cousins. Yeah, don't give the cat any rubber bands. I, know, I, I don't it recommend shot it. Shot off. 
He like he likes to eat those. No, Fred, you can't have that. You know the one he's been sitting on for the last two hours. There's he doesn't nothing. want that one. He doesn't want that one. He wants the one that moved in the last ten seconds. He'd love that one. Okay, this has been Cheeseheads in Chicago Land. We are the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. The head cheesehead of the week, Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. Turns out, um, by quarterback rating, he had a perfect game. I don't know if you've noticed, but a quarterback rating is rated on a scale of uh, apparently zero to 158.3, <laughs> which is a really good number to have as your top number. You wouldn't want to, like, I don't know, pardon me, make any sort of ratio about, like, turning that, scaling it to just one through 100? No, but I, I, I think the QBR, which is the dumb ESPN stat that no one can really figure out how it's calculated, is zero to 100, and Aaron was at, like, 99, 97.7 or okay. something. So real close to 100 there. He only had a few throws that he missed. He was he was really pretty much flawless in this game. I like baseball advanced stats, but I do not know that I understand what they're getting at in football. Sure, no. Football's very measurable. Yeah. In yards. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the one stat that I think I'd really love to see in football is for um, for rushing and passing, and also you know for attempts and completions as well as people who are receiving it mm-hmm. i want to see first downs yeah because i think that would like it would it would change how we'd evaluate like aaron jones's day 12 carries 50 yards how many first downs did he get on those uh, you know it's it's on the espn i you can see first downs total for the season and i can i can give you a few numbers here uh marquez valdez scantling on the season he's the packers leading receiver uh, 21 receptions on 37 targets for 416 yards. He has 11 first downs. Devontae Adams has 25 receptions on 36 targets for 378 yards. He has 20 first downs. Jimmy Graham has 13 first downs. Yep. Aaron Jones has 9 first downs uh, through the air and 25 first downs on the ground. Yeah, those kind of, those things matter. Like I want to see if you picked up a first down. If you know, I don't care if you got two yards, but got you a first down. Yeah. If you needed one and a half, two is very good. Two is exactly what yeah. you want. Yeah, that's that's precisely Just get it. the first down. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's it's. I don't ever get the real advanced statistics because I can never figure out the math that goes into how they work. I like the one. I like true shooting percentage in basketball. Yeah, that's a fun that's one. that's very useful because weighting weighting three pointers in into a into a decimal statistic I think is really smart. Anyway, this has been Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Your head cheesehead of the week is Aaron Rodgers. The head cheesehead have my heart forever is also probably Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if you ever want to come on my podcast it's called Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, uh, we can uh, I'll maybe, tweet at you. maybe talk about like you know, the French Revolution or uh, yeah, you know, whatever American, you want American to talk history about. Or modern advances in chemistry or... Yeah, you know, whatever it is that interests you outside of the yeah, outside of the football. podcast, I'll make some I'll make some speaking notes. But uh, yeah, tweet at me at MP Fleischman if you want to come on my podcast. And your name is Aaron Rodgers. Next week, Packers have to go down to Kansas City take on a Mahomesless Kansas City Chiefs. There's a headline saying that Reed is n- n- considering, but most likely not going to rush Patrick Mahomes back. And I'm just going to put this out there to the universe that, like, I would prefer if the Packers played a Chiefs team with a 100% Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, be so much because fun. I enjoy fun. Yeah, but also, like, do not RG three. No, Patrick Mahomes. Oh my God, do not do it. Mm-hmm.
get get him on the bench. You can take as much time as you want. Get him right. Matt Moore is a totally fine backup quarterback. He's about as good as you'll ever do for a backup quarterback. He's better than Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, might be. All right, yeah, kids. Until next time. Say cheesy, baby.